All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about MyLifeInABook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? 
Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. Welcome to the Black Girl Bravado podcast, your weekly fix for all things mental health and wellness. I'm Brittany. And I'm Germany. And not only are we besties, but we're your besties. You heard me right. It's homegirl vibes here. Get ready for the girls to dish the real, the raw, and the fucking funny. And listen, we may drag you, but it's always in love. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back, girlies. Missed you. Missed you. Mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. This girl was gone. I was. She was gone for a whole week. Wow. One week. I was over in Europe being abused. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so how was it? How was Italy? First time across the pond. That's what they call it, right? Oh, really? I have no clue. I don't know. I have no clue. Um, First time in Europe. Mm-hmm. European summer. All the hot girls are doing European summers. Yeah. So how was it? Um, Give us the tea. So the scoop. This was my one. <laughs> this is my first time taking a really long flight. Okay. I thought that I would be a little more anxious and uh, restless. Is the better word restless than I was? But like six, seven hours in, I was chilling. I'm like, oh, were shit. you asleep or just watching movies or um, listening to music, downloading some podcasts? Like- the first, I forgot to take the edible the first time. You forgot. I forgot because. And why so, didn't you just take it once you remembered? The flight at that point, I was already in. I was chilling. I was like, oh, I don't really okay. need it because I was more so relying on it as like medicine, <laughs> not like come. <laughs> you, you feel me? <laughs> but um, the initial flight was just to Canada, and then there was like a one hour layover, and then the longer flight from Canada to Italy. Mm-hmm. So I was chilling. Like after the first layover, the first two three hours, we we you know. Got it going. Uh, we arrived, did some light sightseeing. Mm-hmm. The wedding, the, the reason why we were there was a friend's wedding, which was beautiful. I thought it was really amazing to have 44 people travel Definitely. out of the country. Out of the country, that's love. It's such a commitment, you know, for people to commit to a, not only an expensive journey, an expensive trip, but like a pretty significant long, yeah. you know. But people see it as a two-in-one. Like we get to have yeah. a vacay and see you get married. You know I want a destination. I know. I, I want to get married in Greece. It was beautiful. I feel like that would be a nice a nice uh, wedding spot. 
destination. So just having them celebrate, being there to celebrate their black love. Yeah, I love a black love. Was beautiful. Especially abroad. Yeah, it was very beautiful. Um, I love that for us and them. Yeah, and then did some some traveling. I mean, some traveling, some shopping girls. Right now, the euro to USD is it's an even conversion. It's one to one, y'all, which has not happened in a significant. So amount tell us of time. what that means. That ba- usually the euro is is more is more than the dollar. Right. So our money is worth less. Yes. Currently, our money is equal to their to their money. Mm-hmm. So if you go over there to purchase things that normally we get charged import tax on, you're going to get a deal because it's you're not being charged the import tax and the money is equal. So you're not getting So it's giving outlet prices. It's giving yeah, it's giving a slight a slight outlet slight if you're outlet. From here in the US. Yes, definitely. So um I shared this on Instagram but like a bag that I was interested in was 2400, almost 2500 and it was purchased for 1690. So that is a significant price that's a, difference. That's a thousand dollars mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the thing though. On I I don't know if it was your algorithm, but on my TikTok all that's been popping up was Italy. All that's been popping popping up is people going to Italy and Europe and getting bags. For everybody's on the same <laughs> same wavelength. For a cheaper price. Yeah, it was a steal. Girl, I mean, this girl was over there, <laughs> and it was like Christmas. Yeah. You send her the bag you want, and then you find out that it's hella cheaper there. Yeah, I you know I I feel like hindsight is twenty twenty, and like now I know what to do when it's time to go back. Um, you have to take everybody's credit cards. Mm-hmm. You just have to be like, let me know what you want or let me hold your credit card so that if I you have if to you plan see something, for it. you have to plan for it. Like, okay, these are the bags that I want. Yeah. And when I get over there, I know these are the bags I'm going to get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and definitely make the investment. It's worth it. It's worth it. I was talking to Adrian or whatever. And she said that she asked Alex, to, well, she told him, hey, I want you to take me to Italy for our 10 year anniversary, which is in two years. Oh, okay. That time came by so fast. Yeah. She was like, and I need money to blow. Yeah. Basically, you know, like I need money to blow, which I think if you, and this is definitely speaking from a place of privilege also don't drag. It's, no. We don't want to drag. Um. But like I feel like if you go over there with a good five, five to six thousand, even that's a lot too. But that's a lot. If you, you would definitely need to plan for it. Yeah. Like, okay, because you got to pay for the trip. So it's like okay, I'm planning to go. Like for instance, with Adrian, if she knows she's going for a ten year wedding anniversary and she has two years, she could really go over there with something. Yeah, and I feel like if you know, like I'm going next year. And you're not a person who spends frequently. Yeah, put your kitty to the side. Put your kitty to the side. Take a good little three, four, five thousand dollars in it and make it do what it do. Mm-hmm. Because there's tons of things. If you're a girl who likes designer, which I realized I am, <laughs> I, I realized on this trip I said I like ni- I like the nicer things, mm-hmm. the nicest things. Okay, tell, tell yeah. Me. So, um, brought back some things. Checked some. I had to check a damn bag, child. That's how many things we end up getting. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I made it back um, safely. And yeah, it was a nice time away. Nice time off. That, that, yeah. We love time off work. Any time off work is appreciated. It feels so good. Yes. And the girls are really jet setting. So I feel like I haven't sat down. <laughs> right. The stand up. The stand up, sit down is giving mass. Yes. Okay. It's giving Catholic mass. I love, me personally though, I love a jet set type life. Yeah, I know. It's just something I like. <laughs> I just, I just like it. Yeah. I'm a being on the go type girl. I get my my little thrills out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I love a traveling girl summer. 
I wish I had some more places on the books, but you know. We have some places on the books. We have New York. New York is on the books. I'm so excited. A place. I hope my experience is a little better. I hope I really like love New York. Well, you know what? An experience is what you make it. Leave it up to me. I have. Shut up. What? An experience <laughs> Leave it up is to me. what you make it. Listen, I hear that New York is a vibe in the summer. Okay, well, we're I going. I hear it's a vibe. We're and going. all you got to do, you know what? Last time, well, we all say we, I know you went to the WizKid concert, but we stayed in like just Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Manhattan is not where the vibe is for us girls. Okay. We need to go across the bridge to over Brooklyn. to Brooklyn. Yeah, I was there for a sneeze of a That's where the girls and the boys are. You know, we need to get out into those Brooklyn streets and see what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm, I'm open and I want to. I want to see and experience it and feel immersed in like, yeah, you know, dance. the vibe. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I do. Um, and I think it's going to be a great time. This is also the first time that we're speaking publicly in New York on that the East in Coast. That itself is very exciting. You know, I'm trying to wrap my mind around how I feel about this. I don't think I really got a chance to like, like I know it's happening, but my mind has just been in the like mechanic, get it done. Like we have to do this, yeah. we have to do that. I haven't really wrapped my mind around the fact that we're going to show up and commune with, with a people, group of people who are not here. Yeah. Like my, I feel like it'll hit me the day of. Probably like a few moments before Girl. when we're sitting back there and our stomachs are turning. turning knots and we're like, oh, my God, they're really here to see us. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's how it feels. So all in all, we're very grateful and excited. We're very grateful. If you've already got your ticket, it's gang. <laughs> it's gang. You already know the vibes. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, it's not too late, girls. It's not too late. So if you have been under a rock for some odd reason and you don't know that we're coming to New York, we are doing our Homegirl Vibes Tour, Unlocking Sisterhood, where we're going to have two stops. L.A., which is, is that even a stop? That's a pull-up. Mm-hmm. New York is a rollover. We actually <laughs> pulling up. So we're going to be in L.A. August 6th, and we're going to be in New York on August 27th. And the main purpose for this show is just to really unlock sisterhood, connect with you all. We've been doing our friendship series for three years now, right? Yeah. For three years now, friendship means a lot to us. And we know that this is a topic that means a lot to all women. Because you know what? Friendship is a core desire need. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, friendship, family, companionship, bonds, that is essential for life. And we understand the importance of that. And it can be hard as adults really connecting with other women, establishing these relationships, sustaining the relationships that we've had. Mm -hmm. It's fucking hard. It is. But we want to let you all know that it doesn't have to be as hard when we come together. We create new communities. We have a good time together. And we're intentional and we create a safe space where these things can happen. And do not fret because... With a lot of the events and the, yeah, like link ups that we have coming up, whether it's the L.A. show, the New York show, or even the trip to El Salvador that we're taking, um, a lot of the girlies have been asking who wants to come with me, who Mm -hmm. wants to pull up with me. And we want to verbally declare and let you know that you don't need anybody to pull up with you. We're actually going to be there. We're going to be there. We're we're pulling up. And there's going to be other people who listen and enjoy the show, listen to and enjoy the show just like you, Mm -hmm. coming by themselves. And who are coming for the same reason as you. And so that's all you need, just to know that we're like-minded women. Period. And we're bringing our homegirls with us. We're going to have two homegirls join us in L.A., two homegirls that you've heard of before. On the show and off the show, we have less of Balanced Black Girl, 
Felicia Latour of Mindful Fee. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having panel discussions talking about, I don't even, it's just like a real sit down in the living room conversation about friendship. Both of these girls have great insight, great perspective to give on friendship. They're going to be with us in LA. Then we're pulling up to New York. We got Ariel and we have Spirit. Yes, Ariel Simone, which everybody loves. We love her. We yes. love Spirit. Again, great perspective insight great conversation great girls germany's boyfriend is coming with us <laughs> to new york we got selection djs in the house it's gonna be a vibe also it's gonna be britney's birthday come on it is it's her magic birthday. year is it a magic year Bitch, yeah because 33 is jesus year magic johnson magic year 34 oh. the girls turning 34 it's her magic year we're coming out and lord knows i need some magic it's gonna be a good time y'all I we're need gonna some magic all we need is y'all we got we got everything else figured out we just need you all yes to pull up you guys pull up it's gonna be a great time i'm super excited i can't wait to see you hug you dance with you do all the things that homegirls do that's it i know i was out shopping um this weekend mm-hmm Trying to find things just because I need clothes and also because I'm going to be cute yeah. at the live show. Um, and I'm just like, what are these stores giving? Yeah, I'm going to start do looking I this weekend. Give? What do I want to give? I went to another stories, though, and I found something cute. I don't know okay. if that's what I'm going to wear to the live show, but it was very it was giving cute. OK, OK. As long as she's feeling good. I know. I'm like, do I want to really go birthday girl dress? Yeah. You totally should. At the live show? You should. Or or we'll we'll talk about it because there's so many things that we can do. We're going to have a little brunch. Also, you should let me know the restaurant that you are I will interested let you in know. so I can make a resi. Can you guys let me know in the comments if Lily's is really a vibe? Oh, yeah. Give the girl Let me know on Instagram if Lily's is a vibe because they're saying that that's a vibe, like Jamaican food, reggae music, and it's like lit for okay. brunch. But y'all live there. I don't. So tell me if like a, Lily's actually is not a vibe. It's, it's giving G spot. It's giving G spot district. Okay, let me let know. me know if Lily's is a vibe. Let us know. You know what else was a vibe? Since you're talking about jet setting and hitting the road, what? our El Salvador trip. That was a vibe. That was so fun, girl. I've been craving those that little drink I was drinking every day. The little a uh, fresh watermelon. Oh yes, yes, Juice. and the maracuya margaritas. Yes. Um, this is also another opportunity for y'all to just come not only hang out with us, but really set a time, set aside some intentional, um, time to connect, to go inward, to find out how you can show up as a better sister, friend. These are to not only to, yeah, human to yourself and to the women who are also in your life. Uh, It's really funny. It's not funny, but it's interesting. Everyone always says that they're looking to find their Germany to their Britney, their Britney to their Germany. That's Mm -hmm. that's not that's out of y'all mouth, not ours. (laughs) Okay, don't think it's from me. But um, these are the spaces where you find that person. Right. People who are into what you're into. Um, A lot of us have transitioned and started moving along either from high school to college, college to career path. And our friend groups are changing and shifting. Our needs are changing and shifting. The things that we like are changing and shifting. And I feel like being in intentional spaces where people obviously have something in common, this like alignment provides you with the opportunity to really gang gang and build those new connections of like girls who are on your wave. 
I agree. You know? I really agree. And I think it's something really magical about being out of the country. Like, you know, when you're out of the country, most times you just feel like so open. You feel inspired. You feel different than when you're just sitting in your own backyard. Yeah. And I always feel like that. And when I went to El Salvador, like, you just talked about your Italy experience, how it wasn't really... What I thought it what was. What you thought it was going to yeah. be. But when we were in El Salvador, I felt good there. I felt I comfortable. I felt like, wow, I really would love to bring other people here. A, this a, is a, a place group, I would yeah. be happy to bring other people. To. Yeah, it, it was de- definitely special. Um, so if you if this message or if us talking about El Salvador, if you feel like it's calling you to come with us. Then answer the damn phone, girl. Answer the door. Answer the phone. It's <laughs> answer safe. The door. It's answer good. Answer the door. It's safe. It's fun. We have a special discount code for you to make the deal even sweeter. We're giving all the girls, not all, actually. Um, there's a not limit. Not all. There is a limit. There, we're there running, definitely is a limit. Close to the limit. We're running close to the limit. There's a limit. But while the offer still stands, you get $300 off your deposit or signing up the, for the trip total using the code SheConnects300. Um, also, our mommies over on Patreon, we love y'all so deeply that we've offered an additional discount for our girls over there. So you can join us on Patreon any level and there's a special discount for you to use towards your first payment, which is pretty significant, $200 off. So we've really tried to make this this retreat affordable yes as affordable as possible i think it's a great deal for six days yeah six days seven nights seven seven six days seven nights seven nights six days a week in the jungle (laughs) for a week in the jungle all of your meals included transportation to and from the airport a spa massage taking trips to the city for hot springs tours yeah workshops that um Brittany and i will be hosting and just allowing you the space to connect with yourself and other women come on it doesn't get much it's gonna be so good even our moms want to come girl my our mom mothers, talking about she want to be in a tree house. Oh, my God. Our mothers are on our phone saying, we we want to come. We want to come. We're like, <sighs> we're we're trying to make sure the girls get their spots because the space is limited. Very limited. So if y'all want to let our mothers sew up y'all spots, <laughs> they're ready. And they're they have ready. their payment ready. They are. So, um, yeah, if you have any questions, feel free to let us know. We can answer any and all questions or guide you in the right direction so that you can get your questions answered. Yes. We want to hang out with y'all. We do. I know we're going to really build a special bond with the girlies that come. You yeah. know, the first time is always special. It is. Giving we did we did it first. Yeah. We yes. were here first. Now we laid the blueprint. All the other girlies fall in line. Yeah. So um, that's that. So we've been doing our Relationship in You series. Mm-hmm. Last week. Last week we talked about the economy, y'all. Inflation has gone up. Well, inflation is 9.1%, which we know. But, you know, we're not even going to give that no energy. Yeah. We're not giving that any energy because God got us. He's a provider. He's a protector. He's going to make sure that we have all of our needs met. And that's just that on that. But we did talk about the ways that the economy is affecting our relationships. Right. We talked about possibly moving in with a loved one to either save or make ends mean or just make it make sense. Um, and just some ways to try to recession proof our relationships. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this week, you know what? We were like, we have talked about relationships 
time and time again. Time after time. Time and time again. And with Germany just getting back, we needed to gather some things. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we have so many good episodes in our arsenal. And one of our top episodes, the number two episode actually, was um, with Aaliyah. Yeah. Aaliyah, where she talked about manifesting the perfect love. I personally was so inspired. I got so much, Mm -hmm. so much from this episode. Y'all will too. It was so good, so full. She laid it all out. And it's not what you think it is. It's not just, oh my God, I manifested the love. No. no. She really went in. Yeah. She went and we went in and we think that you all would benefit from listening to this episode again. And again. if you're new here and if you and you haven't listened to it, you'll really enjoy it. But and this is an episode that's definitely worth listening to a couple of times and we're forcing you to do it this week. <laughs> we're forcing it upon you. We're forcing You're going to listen again. So we'll see y'all on the other side. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish... The possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, 
And also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth. The brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. (laughs) 
today we have a special guest with us, Aaliyah Lovely of the Spiritual Shit Podcast. We are in the middle of our dating series, and in this series, we are talking all about having empowered dating experiences. So when we found Aaliyah and listened to her her podcast, we discovered that she actually manifested a beautiful, loving relationship, and we're all about that. That's what we want for ourselves and for the homegirls. So Aaliyah is a host of the Spiritual Ship Podcast. She has a book on Amazon called Me, Myself, and Why Finding Your Other Half is Impossible Before Finding Yourself. So she'll talk more about that. Aaliyah, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. We're so happy to have you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. So we gave a general, like, brief understanding or overview of who you are, but tell our homegirls, our listeners out there about yourself, your journey, and how you got here. Awesome. Uh, well, yes, uh, as they said, I am. I have a podcast called Spiritual Shit, and uh, the origination uh, from that is because I'm an intuitive, uh, a medium, and a manifester. Yes. Uh, what is it called? <laughs> um just a person that's really good at manifesting or learned how to manifest really well. Um, so from a very young age, I was indoctrinated in the church. Um, not necessarily anything wrong with that, but there was a lot of limiting beliefs around what we could uh, generate in our lives. And um, a lot of things that just didn't resonate with me as a kid, as far as our freedom and what it is that we could call into our life. And then also being a person of color Uh, being in schools with predominantly white people and things like that. And there were just things that I saw that people had access to that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And so growing up in with a lot of those limitations, um, you know, like you're I'm a firstborn child. And so you you want to acquiesce to what people ask of you and be the the prize student and all those good things. But at some point I got to a place where um, spiritually, mentally, physically just didn't resonate with me anymore. And so um, I participated in a lot of destructive behavior (laughs) uh, that ultimately helped me get to where I am now. Um, I was in a very toxic marriage, a toxic relationship that I entertained for well too long. Mm -hmm. Um, To understand and learn, haven't we all? No, it's like. Uh, Learn more about my worth and learn more about my gifts and learn more about my purpose and what it is that I'm here to do. And, it was a very liberating experience getting from underneath uh, that particular relationship that taught me a lot about myself and about my worthiness and a lot about what it is that I, I did deserve and what it is that I wanted to call into my life. And so um, I went through a series of ridiculous uh, dating, <laughs> lots of stories we could share today uh, if we had enough time, <laughs> and uh, on a journey to figure out who I was and what it is I wanted to call into my life and essentially also my higher purpose and what that would look like to be able to call in a person and a partner um, that could be an equal and capable partner to what kind of life I'm drawing in and manifesting for myself. And that would take no ordinary person. Mm. So I needed to learn how to stop settling <laughs> uh, for what I didn't want and stop snacking and mm. wait for the main course. Mm. And uh, yeah, and it got me to a place where I've, I've been able to not just generate a really amazing relationship and an incredible partner, um, but come to a place where I understood and uh, knew the worth of what it is I was here to do on this earth and um, the space that I'm allowed to take up 
and to have access to things that, um, you know, I didn't know I could have in my wildest dreams mm. and uh, open really blew open a door through a lot of healing uh, from, you know, what our ancestors have been told, what we've gone through, what our, our blood line carries mm. um, and find found ways to transcend that. Wow. Girl. Wow. <laughs> you really hit you really hit a soft spot when you said that. You um, were in the toxic relationship for way too long because that Mm -hmm. is unfortunately the story of a lot of us, a lot for a lot of us. But the liberation, once you gain self-awareness and you grow, Mm -hmm. is beautiful. And you mentioned that um, you needed to do some work in order to stop snacking and find this or allow this unordinary person to find you so what what does that look like what did that work look like what was the process What's the framework <laughs> we actually want the framework okay well um first i'll start with a story mm-hmm. uh to get to the process of the framework um so i had gone through like i said this toxic relationship and when i released and liberated myself from that uh, i went through a series of dating that you'll see in the book that you mentioned um, where I had a goal of going on a hundred dates. Um, and the whole point of going on a hundred dates, I don't know why I put that number out there, but I was like, I'm going to go on a hundred dates. Cause I never really dated before. I've never really had, like I married basically the first person that was really interested in me. And, um, I had this idea that I wasn't really deserving of that. So I thought if I date this many people, I have a re- very well-rounded perspective of what it would look like about what it is that I want. And I didn't know that in that, um, essentially goal, I was creating a manifestation of continuing to date Mm -hmm. people that would treat me like shit (laughs) Um, because it was a means of me being able to continue the process, right? So my intention was that I was going to go out and do all this stuff. um, And it would, it essentially, I would continue to meet terrible people that would then continue my process of dating. Because if I found anybody I really liked, it would stop Mm. that in its tracks. So I thought, I thought I owed it to the, the world to this book, essentially, that I would continue this process. And um, I went to Tulum to do some spiritual healing or whatever people do when they're down there. And um, this person I was talking to was saying, you know, don't you think that that's kind of counter what it is that you actually want? Don't you really want a relationship? Don't you really want someone in your life? Don't you really want this? And I'm like, yeah, but I was holding this subconscious belief that no one really wanted me. Mm. And so this was my way of being able to have my uh, subconscious belief that I was unlovable and still get out there and be the the feminist that I was and be sexually empowered and go out there and do the damn thing like I thought I was doing and didn't realize how much harm it was doing to my spirit, to my soul, and, and under the guise that I was like, oh, I'm just doing the thing. You know? mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, after that, um, chewed me up and spit me out quite literally, because I wasn't doing it from a healthy perspective. I'm not saying if someone is doing a lot of dating that that's going to be bad for them. But for me, it wasn't it wasn't a state of a good state of mind that I was in to be doing that. Yeah. Um, I got to this place where I was like, I need to understand why it's been so difficult for me to call in a relationship. Why is it that I continue to call in people that treat me as such, that treat me like I am disposable, that treat me like I am the last option that like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm cute. Right. Like you are like, you know, like, and I just, I couldn't conceive like why this was so hard. And so, um, I went through a break where I just decided, okay, you know what? I need to take some time. I need to figure myself out. And so, um, like I mentioned before, I'm an intuitive, I'm actually a medium. 
and I have a lot of like spiritual gifts. My dad has them, my grandmother has them or whatever. And so, and we talk about a lot of them on the show. Um, I asked God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. Can, can you make this easy for me? Cause I can't mm. seem to figure it out. Mm. Right. Help I'm me. I'm doing everything that I can do to try to figure out what it is so I can find love. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's something that continues to evade me. My friends have gotten married. My friends have had children. My friends have these really wonderful partnerships. Why, why is that not for me? Um, I was able to succeed in my business world and finances and other things or whatever, but I couldn't get this connection. So when I went to Bali, I did some spiritual healing. I looked at some of the things in my life that, that were, um, out of sorts. And I had, I was, uh, an asana on a yoga mat and I was meditating and this vision came to me and the vision itself was, uh, this moment from when I was nine years old where um, I w- wanted to be a gymnast so bad. Like, I wanted to be in gymnastics. Same. And, <laughs> my mom yeah, ruined it for me. Like, damn, you know, like Shannon Miller, Dominique Mochiano. I don't know how old you are. It's Dominique Dawes. Dominique Dawes. Yeah. Dominique yeah. Dawes, queen. <laughs> it was Dominique yeah. Dawes for me. <laughs> yes. And so I w- I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, uh, this particular moment that just came to me about when my parents couldn't afford for me to continue gymnastics. Mm. Mind you, it was $25 per season at the YMCA. This mm. was no serious gymnastics. This right. was an Olympic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> little sum, sum. Okay. Just a little flips and somersaults here and there. <laughs> and so I remember that every time it came up for season, like to pay for the season, this $25, that I would go to my parents and say, okay, do you have the money for class or whatever? And it would, I could feel empathically that this would hurt them so much mm. when I would ask for this money because they didn't have it. Like we were just, we were just dirt poor when I was growing up. Yeah. So I remember that feeling every time going to them and having to ask them for that. And, and I associated that with when I ask people for things, it hurts them. Mm. When I ask people for things, it's a burden. And when I ask people for things, it's, it's not, it's not good. So I, I learned not to ask for things. And then to make it matters worse, my, my dad did a parenting fail where, <laughs> Um, I got a C in a class or something like that or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, your studies are failing. So we're going to, you know, you have to quit gymnastics. And I instantly knew that's not why. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't afford it. And you're making it my fault that yeah. I can't have that. So let me make sure that I don't have to ask anybody for anything mm. because then no one can take something away from me either. So I will be self-sufficient. I will be so good at everything. I will, I will earn by myself. I will conquer by myself. I will get these things by myself with no help of anyone else to make sure that no one can take it away from me and no one will be harmed in the process. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there on this yoga mat and all of this is rushing to me. And I instantly understand the importance. And I feel like I have what's something that I call spirit guides. I have these people that talk to me in my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was, this is why you're having trouble attracting a, a partner. Because there is no space for anyone to contribute anything in your life. <laughs> you take care of everything. Wow. So how is there any space for anyone to come in to offer anything to you? Like, you're, you, this is what makes you invisible. Mm. Wow. So I call myself very often invisible. Why can't they see me? It's because I'm fat. It's because I'm black. It's because I'm this. It's because I'm that. And it was always something. And I didn't realize that this was actually the thing. That mm. energetically... I was putting a signal out that says, there's no space for you here. Mm. There's no room at the end. <laughs> like, so there's, there's no one, no way for them to be attracted. I was always every guy's best friend. Mm. I was always the guy, you know, oh man, you're such a catch. You're so this, you're so that. I'm like, do you want me? No. Right. Yeah. I mean, catch I'm, me. I'm single. <laughs> I'm falling. Catch me. <laughs> God. You know? So 
uh, upon that recognition, I asked for, I asked for healing there Mm. in that moment. I'm sitting there on the mat and I said, please heal this thing. I want someone to be there. I want someone to come into my life. I want someone to be able to, I, I understand that this is where I learned this. How can I integrate this belief and heal this wound? And it was almost instantly when I tell you this instantly that I, I then started to see how men were behaving around me very differently. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I was very noticeable, very visible, in fact, very vulnerable. So um, I had this another healing done by this Reiki healer, uh, a girl named Holly Lauren Sloof. And um, she, <laughs> after I had this, this, this healing, I had a dream. And in the dream, it was a, and this is important to the story, I promise. I'm not just taking you on a ride. We no, love we're, it all. We're loving the we ride. Love it all. It's a beautiful ride. Hands are up. We're strapped in. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this dream. And in this dream, um, I am sitting on a monument of sorts with my sister. We're eating pizza. And there's these eight black men that are marching, protesting in the street. Mind you, this was February 22nd of 2020. Mm. So this is before all the COVID stuff happened and everything. So um, I'm, there's, there's eight men marching down or whatever, and they pivot and turn towards us and start marching up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm like, you know, what are they doing? You know, whatever. And so the guy who's in front comes to me and says, hey, are you single? And I'm like, what do you want? Why are you bother me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. Um, and he says, come, come inside. Uh, I, I, I would like to have this dance with you. Something like that. Very Bridgerton style, right? Yeah. Wearing Jordans and hoodies and like, <laughs> the whole bit. And we go inside this really beautiful loon room that's like very French looking or something. And we do this very Bridgerton-esque type dance mm-hmm. with each other. And I remember, and this sounds stupid, but I remember his hands. Mm-hmm. Like, very, like you know, like, you know, you know, you know how the, those dances are very like. Yeah, like, you know, it's giving waltzy. Very, it's giving, yeah. Very erotic, but it's not. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so we're doing this dance and then he invites me into this back room and he's like, join me in the back room. So we go in this back room mm-hmm. and the back room is red and I'm like, I know what happens here. Freaky. And mm-hmm. I have this this wound of feeling like men only want me for sex. Mm. A lot is being revealed in the dream. Mm-hmm. I, like throughout my dating experience and everything, it was like I was so disposable. Like it was like, oh, here, like we can, you know, can we curse on the show? Of Girl, course, come on. let it out. Okay. Um, we can we can fuck her and then get rid of her, you know, this whole <laughs> kind of thing or whatever. And so I always felt so disposable. So when we go in this back room, I'm already like, mm, you know, I know where this is going. And he says, do you want to have sex? And I was like, see, I knew it. I knew you were this kind of guy, blah, blah, blah. He says, uh-uh, hold on. I said, do you want to have sex or do you want your equal and capable partner? Oh, mm. turn around. Now it's on you. And- Ball's in your court. <laughs> okay. And so I said, I said, I want my equal and capable partner. And he says, then please wait for me. <gasps> and I wake up. Okay. I've never had a dream like I this. would woke up and called her and said, he's on his way. <laughs> Don't fret. My That's man is on his way. That is exactly Patience. what I did. That is exactly what I did. I literally, I called up Holly, the girl who gave me the reading. I said, hey, I had this dream. Um, this is kind of what he looks like. And I put together a couple, like, compilation of a couple people. And I said, this is the person. Like, I, I know he's coming. She's like, great. Write it down. Whatever. So I made sure that there was there was receipts. Because <laughs> um, he understood the assignment. Period. Period. <laughs> Um, months go by and all the George Floyd stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Protests in the street. Everything's going on. I have no idea. I'm not even thinking about this dream. And I get on Bumble because I know the kind of work that I do uh, with energy work and energy healing and that kind of stuff. And I know our community. Mm-hmm. They don't get therapy. Right. Yeah. And I thought, I'm going to get on here. Not to date. I'm going to talk to black men and see how they're doing. <gasps> so I got on Bumble and I matched with David. 
Mm-hmm. And um, in his, it's funny, in his profile, it said something casual. And I was like, oh, um, you know, thinking like, oh, I'll just swipe past him or whatever. Yeah, but that can be a deterrent. I found out later that meant like coffee mm-hmm. to him. Oh. Um, anyway, so I met up with him and, and it was, it was so visceral. It, it was the weirdest feeling of like seeing this person in the dream or a likeness of this person and then recognizing them even down to the hands. Like he shook my hand and I was like, oh, like I got a whole, I got chills now thinking about it. Like the whole thing, just felt the whole thing rush through my body and go, oh my God, this is the guy. This is him. This is the one who told me to wait for him. So I don't want to creep him out with the crazy of the first date, you know, I don't want to tell him that. But But inside, inside, I knew I was his wife. I was like, this is it. (laughs) So (laughs) we talk for four hours, then we talk for four more hours, and then we go on a date the next day and it's as if we have been together our like lifetimes and then the third day he asked me to be his girlfriend the 10th day he tells me he loves me the you know 60th day we get pregnant with my my child my beautiful beautiful child yes um there's a story with that too but we'll, we'll get to that anyway all that to say this this manifestation that was taking place like this person like I had these signs early about who this person was and what it looked like, but I had to get to this place where I was willing to open up and make space for who this person was and Mm -hmm. when it was. And then also understanding that timing was a big part of it. I think a lot of times we get really caught up in timing and we think, okay, it's got to happen by this time. Yes. I can't have kids by this time Mm -hmm. or this is going to happen or whatever. And assume that then it means it's not going to happen. Yeah. But like, had it not happened in this particular time period, he wouldn't have been available before then. See. He had just gotten out of a very long marriage. See? So like this, the, the timing of it was so like, I mean, w- within months, you know, um, I have two beautiful stepchildren now, like, you know, oh. just the whole thing. So like, if I didn't ha- orchestrate these number of events, maybe it would have happened a little bit later, but I kept having in my head that it wasn't going to happen at all because it wasn't happening right now. Yeah. Yes. And so when I got to a space of once I did all that healing and I knew, and I, I had something in my heart that said, he's on his way, mm-hmm. like, just wait. Yeah. Stop having your expectations about what you think it's going to be and when you think it's going to be and all your fears about what it's not going to be and just accept what's what's right now. Mm-hmm. Be present with what's right now. And as soon as I let that go, it happened so fast. Girl, I was in my apartment, <laughs> at a brand new apartment, right? And I was like, you know what? Single in the city, uh, COVID style, quarantine by myself. I was like, I'm just going to spend all my money at home goods and I'm going to make this place look really sweet. Like I had this really tiny, cute apartment, penthouse apartment in Kansas City, which is super cheap. <laughs> I was so excited. Like, okay, this is my single quarantine time. I'm just yeah. going to focus on me. I'm not going to be bothered with nobody. Two months later. Pregnant. Booed up. up. Pregnant. Booed up. Not you... pregnant yet. Oh, okay. Booed up. Okay. Up and I was like, well... Now we have to find a place to live. Period. (laughs) So, you know what? You you mentioned so many things there, Leah. There are a multitude of things. You know, your vulnerability. Girl, (laughs) we could have went for the long. It didn't even matter here. I was was strapped up on the ride like, yes, I love this ride. I know. I I, I personally love when you discussed releasing that, like, myth of time. Because Mm. as women, young adult women, we're not that young. We're in our thirst. Adult women, right? (laughs) 
uh, creeping up, the further and further you creep up into the 30s, nearing the 40s, it's like, okay, what the hell is going on? Because we lay out a timeline for ourselves. And when it's not happening, it becomes so stressful, you know. But uh, I I realize and the more I speak with other women who are finding their people and on the way to find their person, we really have to release because we are not in control. We really are not in control of when these motherfuckers going to show up. Yeah, <laughs> not not to the degree of like we can manifest them and bring them in, but we have to release the idea of time because really time is not even a thing. Yeah, you know, it's not even a thing. My and God. I've I've been a victim of the feeling like running out of time, and it really oh, puts yeah. you in a scarcity mindset, and it causes yeah. you to settle. Like it makes you feel like you have to take whatever's being presented. It makes you feel like you can't leave situations that you know aren't the best for you. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel like you said it'll never happen. And it causes this like burden. It's like a weight is on you and you're looking at everybody like, are you the one or you're trying to make every situation the one. And mm-hmm. it's like now queen. Well, think about it like this. You're hundred percent right. Like think about it. Like when you go on a date, right? You know how it feels when there is a guy there Woman there, whoever, who just wants you for sex. Mm. You know that energy, right? And you're like, this is it. Period. (laughs) Period. You feel like, oh, I don't want to, I don't like that energy. It's very similar when we are looking at someone to be our all. And when we show up to a date with those expectations Mm. and we're like, okay, are you the one? Are you going to be the one that gives me a baby? Are you going to be the one that does this? Are you going to make me happy? You're going to make me secure? Are you going to pay my bills? That energy is very similar and like, they, the other side can suss it out like it's nothing. Like mm. You really flipped it on his head there. Because we love to put it all on the men when we be showing up with our shit too. Like, oh my God, He's please. the one. And you know, it's like a feeling also of like, choose me, choose me. Like you want to be chosen. And that's what we yeah. find our value in and like being chosen. He, gonna, he put a ring on me. I have yeah. a ring. I have been chosen. Yeah. And it's right. just, an, yeah, it's an energy that's very unhealthy and it causes us so much turmoil. And I hate that for us. I, I too hate, I it hate for that us. for us. And so I like what you said about the work that you were doing for yourself, because it's like everything comes automatically once you really focus in on yourself and it's not like shutting yourself off. Whereas I'm an independent woman who don't need no man, mm-hmm. but right. well, you're a hundred percent right with that. Go ahead. I want yeah. to say something about that. Yeah. You say, you say, go ahead, go <laughs> ahead. So, so very much in our protection of ourselves, uh, when we don't make ourselves open, we don't make ourselves vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a protection mechanism when we're like, I don't need no man. I don't need this. I'm, you know, it's that energy of like, again, I'm not going to make space for you. It's to protect ourselves from the possible disappointment that's coming. It's our own belief that we think that we're not worthy of this thing. So if I can just beat them to the punch, I don't need nobody. Then I can protect myself from the possibility of actually failing an expectation or desire that I, I want to create period. And so because of that, if for instance, so what happened on me and David's day, and I will never forget this. He was um, from the beginning, you know, <laughs> anybody who's been on a date, um, <laughs> he, he said, um, we, we got into like a really deep discussion and he was like, well, I just got out of, uh, you know, a long relationship and I'm not like really looking for anything serious right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me stop you right there. You're right. And this is, this is what I said. I, this is probably not verbatim, but it's pretty close. I said, let me stop you right here. I'm here for this conversation. I'm here to hang out. If this is the only time I ever see you, wonderful. If we get married and have many children, great. I don't care. Like, because what's meant for me won't miss me. So you don't need to. It'll never pass. It'll never pass. It was, it was like a switch. It shifted. 
Like mm-hmm. he wasn't reserved anymore. It was very open. There was all this openness. And I was just like kind of carefree. And when it came down to it, like three days later, he's like, let me lock it down. Cause she's, she's not trying to pressure me. She's not trying to put me. He said that there was a, it's really sweet. He said there was an un, I'm going to mess it up. There's an unlikely amount of characteristics that you had all together. It would be so unlikely for me to find someone who had all of those things. So I didn't need to keep looking. And like that, that sense of giving him time and giving him a place to be able to make that decision with no pressure made it easier. Well, you know, you know, well, you know, you know, I know. I don't want to have to coerce anybody or feel like, do you see what I have? Yeah. My, my worth, my value. So two things (laughs) when this fucking amazing love affair unfolded in three days. What the heck were you thinking? What were your friends, your family, the people who are around you thinking when you're like, actually, we had a Bridgington dance in my dream. (laughs) I know this is him. Hands are familiar. We are actually in love. What does that how does that like? Yeah. Was that your typical speed of things? Are you quickly like a dive in type of person? So like you also if you're not a dive in, you also had to release that part and be like, I'm really going with this thing. Well, I feel very much so that the the reason why it happened so fast like that and I'm so comfortable with it is because I had done so much spiritual work Mm -hmm. on myself at that point. So like everybody kind of already knows that I was on this journey. I have this podcast, you know, like I was doing all that kind of stuff. And so it wasn't unlike me to talk about like a weird dream that I had that come true because that's been happening since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so when I was talking to my sister about it, you know, she was like, you had a dream about it? Okay. You know? And <laughs> obviously happening. we're being very like cautious and like, you know, like even my, my brother-in-law, he was like, well, you know, let me see, you know. Um, my mom was just elated from the beginning because she just trusts me and she likes a good love story anyway. Um, and my dad, my dad on the other hand was not on board. Yeah. Like, not at all. Not at all on board. Even when we announced that we were pregnant, he was, his. I will never forget his very, yeah, it makes me upset, like how he responded, because he asked me if I was joking. Um, so he was not on board, but you know, now he's on board. He really loves David, so it's great. But- welcome, welcome on board, Father. Welcome. I've been here. Get in, get in, sit down. Don't touch nothing. Yeah, but you know, uh, don't touch nothing. Yeah, <laughs> just get um, in. It was just, you know, honestly, it, it was this this coming of all this healing gave me this this perspective where I didn't need anybody else's input to know that it was right. Mm. And so when when me and David come to, came to that conclusion, it was it would just like when you start learning how to listen to your intuition, mm-hmm. like there's nothing clear. Mm-hmm. And so to, to not to dive in, for instance, he told me he loved me uh, on day 10. And I told him I couldn't tell him that because I was like, Leo, this is way too fast and you know, whatever. And I went into the bathroom and I cried. And I cried because the, the all the things that he told me and how many times I've asked the universe, God, please make it easy. Mm. Make it so painfully clear that the person that I'm supposed to be with will be X, you know? And with everybody else, it was so clear that it wasn't them. You know, mm. they made it very clear. They, they my, my, Me and my mom and my sisters have this funny phrase where we say, wish them into the cornfield. If this is not the person, wish them into the cornfield. If you've ever seen Children of the Damned or one of those movies. Mm. Um so we would say that. So every time I would have this, like a situation where I was dating, that person would be outed so quick. And, and yeah. it was only because the, the marriage that I had, I pursued the hell out of that guy. And I, I, I mean, it made it easier for him. He was just like, cool. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, he ended up being this narcissist. Great for him. So <laughs> all that to say, like, 
God, universe, whoever was really watching out for me because mm-hmm. they were like, nope, nope, kick them out. And it had nothing to do with my worthiness. It was, what did I ask for? I asked for it to be easy. Mm-hmm. So when David did come and he was giving me all the things or whatever, I was so scared because I was like, I've never, ever seen it operate like this. Is this too good to be true? And my heart knew that it was right, but my ego was so scared of being hurt and being vulnerable yeah. again. So anyway, I went into the bathroom and I cried and I said, what, what does it take for me to listen to my intuition here and to be open, to be vulnerable? And I walked out of the bathroom and I looked to him and I knew this is someone I've known for lifetimes. Like I believe in like past lives and stuff like that. I was like, I, I know this is, br- you came to me in a dream to tell me to wait for you. Mm, like shit. I fucking love you, dude. Period. <laughs> I was waiting on it. Please just fucking say it. Germany. <laughs> so I told him and like, it just, you know, it was, it was so, it, it felt so right. And like, I mean, like we've been together now a year and some change and like, this is my person. Period. Like, like, it's just, it's so, it's so wonderful to listen to those things. And obviously like, it's not perfect. It's like we, like his birthday is a day after mine. Oh, wow. And, and it, like, we're both cancers. Like, like oh. I never get sick of him. We always, like, like we go on trips together, and I'm like, you know, I don't get tired of being around him. Like, I used to get tired of my ex and be like, oh, I just need some space. Oh, my um, God. I don't want any space. Like, I just want to hang out with him all the time. But that's how cancers are anyway. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say, like, we can do as much as we can in the manifestation side. We can do as much as we can on the healing side, but we also have to honor time mm-hmm. and honor that like when things are supposed to happen, they're going to happen. If we can live our, if I know, knew that I was going to meet the person that I was going to be with for the rest of my life, like at this particular time, I wouldn't have been sweating it two years yeah. ago. Yeah. I'd be like, cool, let's party. Let's just hang out. Let's yeah. do what we need to do and, and have a good time. And fuck Instead everybody of- else. That's what I would have said. <laughs> Literally. Or- just no. like. Figuratively, <laughs> fuck them all. Not, not literally getting in bed with just motherfuckers. Kidding, just fuck them. I would have been like, just, get the I mean, fuck out of here. would have been chill, you know. Like, and I think that that's what happened when I had that moment and I had that dream. I was like, bet. <sighs> like, I'm not looking for anybody to notice me. In fact, what happened was I went to, um, uh, I was on my way from Bali to France. I had a job to shoot there, and uh, I'm a photographer also. And so when I was on my way there. There were these two very attractive men. One was Greek and bleh, and this <laughs> other guy was like this black man from London, you know, British mm. accent. Oh, I love them just type. Gorgeous. Okay. Mm. And they're coming up to me and they're like, here's my number. And you're, you're an angel. And I met you, blah, Period. I saw you in another life and all this stuff. And I'm going, I've never in my life had anybody walk up to me that wasn't like, yo, baby, baby. And like, you know, <laughs> the, like cat calling kind of thing. And, and they were like legit interested. So one of them took me on this incredible date at, at Cost, this like insane restaurant where celebrities go in Paris. And mm. he's like, I think you could be the mother of my children. And I think blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was comical to me because I'd never heard anybody say that to me. I was like, really? But I had opened up that energy. Mm-hmm. Like now there was space. Now there was openness. I've, I've healed and let, let I'm, I'm now like, here's the signals. Can I let someone in? But I believe also it was kind of like the universe, not testing me, but being in the space of saying like, okay, do you want the hors d'oeuvre or mm. do you want your dinner? Dinner. You know? I'll take dinner. dinner. Hold it on. Life. No dinner, eating. Dinner, I'll be waiting. <laughs> you know what? what did you, were you about to say something? Go ahead. Because I'm just loving this This has just been so expansive for me, like so, this conversation. Oh, good. I'm glad. Same. It's been so expansive. Same. So I have a question, Aaliyah. We've been talking about manifesting the love that you have currently in the process of getting to this person right and doing the healing work did you ever sit down 
what does that part actually look like? Were you writing him out? Although you've seen him, did you already do some like, you know, like, you know, we be writing stuff down, like write it down, <laughs> make it plain. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You did? So, okay. Yes. So here we, here we go. So first of all, me and Sharon have this course called Manifest Them. Yes. Uh, so it's called manifestthem.com, the plug, mm-hmm. um, where we talk about what it looks like to, to, to write, not to write, but to get somewhat specific about what it is that you want. And the reason why I say somewhat specific is because we tend to get very specific about details, but we don't know why. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, when we sit down and write down what it is that we want out of a person, to get specific about details about what you want to feel with that mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. but not necessarily to get super hung up on the details about what they are. Because for instance, uh, I want a guy who makes six figures and I want a guy who drives this car and I want a guy who blah, blah, blah. Okay. Why do you want a guy who has six figures? Stability. Feel safe. Right. Yeah. Stability. Security. Right. Um, I resolved within myself that I would be my own security. Come on. So that was never something that I asked for mm. um, because I was like, I want to make my own money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be the rich man. Yeah. Um, but they're like, you have to ask yourself why you're asking for those things. I want a guy who's six, six or whatever. Why? Makes you feel safe. I want to feel small. Right. I want to feel safe. I want to feel, you know, whatever that is. Then sometimes you have to do a little further digging because sometimes we're asking for those things out of our wombs. If I don't feel stable and I don't feel safe, it's because I don't feel like I, I have the capacity to make this for myself. <laughs> if I don't feel good about my body, I want someone to have a very much larger body so I can feel better about myself. You know, things like that. And I remember like me being like, I loved basketball players, man. Like somebody who was over six. I definitely five, answered my, that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dad is six, four. My uncle's six, six. I got an uncle who's almost seven foot. Like we've had tall people around our family. I'm five, five. Okay. I guess it's an excess of height. I don't need, you know, like it's unfair to people who are taller. They should have, you know, that. So I'm sitting here thinking about like that as, because I have issues with my own body, mm. having these requirements about what I, what I perceive I want in someone so I can feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of audit those, those beliefs about what you're getting specific about. Now I, when I wrote, rewrote my list, I said, okay, what do I want to feel? Yeah. I want to, I want to feel safe. What does safety mean for me? I want someone then who's loyal. I want someone who's dedicated. I want someone who's honest. I want someone who's authentic. I want someone who is playful. You know, like mm-hmm. um, I want to feel happy. I want to laugh. I want someone who's funny. Like David is hilarious. Please like, laugh. Hilarious. I, like I, I think I cry laughing at least a couple times a week. Like, Love cry. a good laughter. Like, legit cry. Um, and it's someone who's easy to be around. Someone who's who's joyful. Someone who's positive. Someone who's uh, I'm, a, I'm a very like deep thinker and I love, uh, you know, philosophy and topics that are really complex. He's very cerebral and he compliments me in that mm-hmm. way. And to me, that's so much more important than money or physique or clothes or something like that. Yes. Um, and so those are those are ways in what I mean, like I want someone who's a good dad. Like that's the first thing I saw in him. Uh, he's so good with his kids, and I knew that, like, man, he'll be—he might be a better dad than I am a mom. <laughs> and, and that was super attractive, you know, like to yeah. me to, be, to know that I wouldn't be the only one yeah. to have both parents. So a, a good uh, marker of this is that she reaches for both of us. Mm. And so, like, you know how, like, when you see that, like, oh, come to mommy, because like, daddy's like, I don't know what to do with the kid, you know, like none of that. Like, like in fact, he'll be like, here, give her to me. Here, oh, you know, yes, kind of yes, 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 yes. Take so, your child. What I asked for. I sat down and wrote that down and I said, okay, this is what I want to feel like with the person. Like I want, I want to feel these things and making sure that the things I was asking for wasn't out of an insecurity of mine. Yes. I love that. I've definitely, um, written down a list that said like, 
have money and <laughs> you know make money and and then when you get it it's like you have money and you're spending money but you're mad fucking annoying like or you're disloyal you're disloyal you're dishonest I, we're not having fun together like yeah and really like what you said how someone makes you feel is very important because that is the energy that you're operating in on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And yeah. when you're with someone, the way you feel is so important. Like, I was talking to Germany, and I said, like, hanging out with her is easy. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm hanging out with her, I'm excited to hang out with her. We have a good time. It doesn't feel like a burden, you know? And that's how you should be feeling in all of your relationships. So you're just hanging out sometimes. A lot of the times, we find ourselves hanging out with these men for companionship, and then we're feeling sick inside. Like, you don't feel mm-hmm. safe. You don't feel like you're having a good time. You just feel like there's someone feeling a void. Yeah. Right. You always got to tap in with your core desire feelings. I know that after I was in a long-term relationship, child, did a bid. It was long. <laughs> after I got out, we started doing work around our core desired feelings and, like, what it is that we truly want to feel in a relationship and not just stand with a person because of convenience or, you know, just being naturally loyal and just wanting to ride it out, the whole ride or die mentality. You know, it's like, what do I really want to feel? I want to be adored by my partner. You know, I want to feel safe and secure. I want stability. You know, there's just all the, I need it to be fun and all these feelings that you want to feel deep down inside that really have nothing to do with physicality. And I, and I think back to the list that I wrote out, right. Or my core desire feelings, what I wanted my partner to have that was not superficial at all, but like, I want them to be like a a good conversationalist. I want them to speak well of me when I'm around and when I'm not around, Mm -hmm. I want them to adore me, just all of these things. And it had nothing to do with how they looked, what money they made, you know, nothing, none of that. It was all about myself and what I wanted them to make, how they, how I wanted them to make me feel. And my current partner has all of those things and he's not my typical type. You, I don't even have a type. Honestly, I'll, I'll be completely honest. All the niggas I dated look different. Okay. <laughs> there no, there's no type. There's yeah. no type. But Same. if I had to point him out in a crowd before I knew he was going to be my person, I wouldn't have been like, that's him. I'm going to walk over and get him, yeah. you know, but he brought so much to my table, like to our table. And it's just such a dynamic relationship. And I think it's because not, I think I know it's because my core desire feelings were clear, you know, and I had dated a crazy nigga in the past in between coming to get this one. And I'm like, okay, hold on. He had to be an that expander. That helps make it crystal That's clear. what it was. He was an expander. It's like, it's just like, it's, that's it's not. An expander. Yes. I'm like, okay. Recognize what you want, what you don't want from that person beforehand. Exactly. And he showed me, cause it was the relationship between the one that I'm in now and the 10 year relationship ending. It was that little kind of pivotal space of like, okay, what is it like today? Something new. Yeah. And, like yeah. this is something I haven't been in the past. And he showed me a lot of love, a lot of adoration, a lot of attention, but it just wasn't what it was supposed to be. Right. So it's like, I got a chance to feel like, wow, this is what a good relationship feels like. But on the back end, I'm like, this actually is some other stuff that I'm not interested in. So when my current person showed up, it was like, oh, he just showed me what was possible. Because at the time, I didn't even know it was possible. I'm like, what y'all be doing? What niggas be doing again? Yeah. I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know. I'm like, they be taking us out. Uh Oh, (laughs) they be calling us. It's like, oh, okay, okay. I get it now. I get it. (laughs) So, you know, those people are huge expanders for you. I feel very thankful to my exes and whatever capacity that they served because they helped me find David. 
Um, I want to, like something you said sparked a story in me um, where you talked about that they speak well of me when I'm not around. Mm -hmm. And I thought that 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 was actually something I wrote down because um, my my previous partner, my previous husband, um, I'm a photographer. And so when I would go on jobs and shoot on jobs and sometimes he would shoot with me, um, he was very jealous when people would Mm -hmm. speak really well of me. And like, you know, narcissists are like, well, I need to be the center of attention. So one time I was at this wedding where this girl came up to him and I was next to him when she said it, but she was like, oh my God, you're married to Aaliyah. Aaliyah's amazing. She's wonderful. And he was so irritated by that. And he said, you know, she's lucky to be married to me too. (gasps) Now I thought that what a weird response, you know, because I'm like, if someone came up to me, I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. Right. Like he's amazing. But and it was this it was it was always like that i always paid for it when someone would speak really well of me and i had to to diminish myself around mm-hmm. him so he wouldn't be jealous so when i went to a wedding to shoot with uh with david this woman comes up to him and it's, it was almost an identical scenario mm-hmm. like she's like oh my god Ali is amazing she's this she's that or whatever and immediately my wound goes <laughs> you know like oh no like mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna really bother him right and she's talking about how amazing i am and he goes i know right i'm trying to be cool about it <laughs> like, <Aww. laughs> and he, he's like i'm just yeah you're totally right like and, and i heard him say that and i could have cried on the spot period because it was yeah. such a, a dynamically different experience and if yeah. i hadn't had what i didn't want i wouldn't have known what to ask for mm-hmm. that yes. is so true like, tears of joy i know just- because sometimes when we um are in these relationships that are meant to expand us if and they don't work out it feels like i've wasted my time yeah, i've right. wasted my time this didn't work out and then again comes that scarcity mindset the feeling of like we're running out of time all of those yep. things playing together that we don't realize that this is an eye opener this mm-hmm. is helping you curate what you really want what you don't want like learn from it move on mm-hmm. um you pass the test and now look Now, when Mm -hmm. someone presents themselves and they're not a fit, you can recognize them more quickly. Or if it's the opposite, they are a fit. You're like, wow. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that kind of that's the part that kind of scares me because I feel like I'm kind of um, I can be a little skeptical. Like I'm working on being more uh, optimistic. No, not. Yeah, I guess so. But like more open, emotionally available, I guess you can say Mm. and vulnerable because that is a um she wants to be taken care of <laughs> she does <laughs> she really does she desires for i do her man to come in take care of her make her feel safe yeah period period take care of, take care of her yes. um, we're ready to take off the cloak of independence but what was i saying i done forgot <laughs> you're working on being more emotionally available i know but i forgot why for i was saying that you're scared because uh, what? Oh, oh, that's what I was saying. I, I'm, I'm a little nervous that when something amazing presents itself, I might be so skeptical. Like, are you a wolf in sheep's clothing? Because mm-hmm. sometimes that's how it starts off. Like people put on this facade, and you're like, and then they take off their costume, and you're like, <laughs> I knew you were in there. Clown. I knew you were. <laughs> well, I knew you were a clown. Then. Ooh, let's talk about what? Let's talk about intuition then, because. Mm. You know, a lot of times we we make those decisions out of scarcity because we're in fear mm-hmm. and we're afraid of being hurt. So it would be vulnerable to believe that someone could love us in a way that 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 we actually wanted to be loved if we've never seen that before. So there's a layer that we have to take off first. Uh, recognize that. Um, I remember one time 
talking to my spirit guides um, and being in this, this space of feeling like every person that I like or every person that I'm da da da, they don't like me back or whatever. And the voice that's in my head saying, well, you know, if, if they liked you, you know, you don't really like people that are, you know, who, <laughs> who like you back. You mm. want the person you have to win over. Mm. And like, I was more attracted to people who are emotionally unavailable because if I could win them over, then that meant I was worthy of love. Mm. So I was fighting my own battle with my father, actually, mm. a lot of these relationships that were trying to play out, that I was trying to earn their attention, earn their love, earn them saying, okay, you're worthy of space here uh, in order for me to feel like that, that I'm connected to them. So if there were to be someone like David who was, who's generously giving me their love constantly, like he tells me, I love you, baby, like a, a hundred times a day. I, I love that type. <laughs> tell me. Reassures me. Tell, baby, you look cute. Baby, you look this, you know, whatever. Even at the worst of my myself, when I felt like, literally, the reason my haircut is like this is because I'm going through postpartum hair loss. Real bad, girl. <laughs> falling out, all kinds of stuff. Like, you know how precious edges are. Yes. Um, and very much feeling like my body doesn't feel the same, all those things. If I had had someone who was like that beforehand, before I adjusted my palate, it would have been too sugary for me. Mm. And I would have been like, oh, this is not, this, I don't, this tastes like cotton candy. It's gross. And, and so I wouldn't have part, wanted to be in a club that would have me as a member because that was my own self-punishment. Mm. Me feeling like I deserve this or whatever on some subconscious level, even if like you're saying you want to be taken care of, don't we all? But if we didn't feel like we deserved that care, then we would continue to try to attract people that would treat us as such and then trying to win them over as a, as a bid for us saying that we were worthy of what it is that they're trying to give us. Mm. If someone were to offer you that with no conditions, would you accept it? Mm. Or would you feel like this, this was too good to be true? You, there must be something wrong with you. There must be that you would actually like me. Like then something must be really wrong with you, you know, because like I, I, I'm not <laughs> of all that. You must want something. You know yeah. what I mean? I, we don't say that out loud, but that's essentially what our subconscious is operating in is a safe space of lack that we have to win it in order to feel deserving of what someone is giving to us. Otherwise, like what what would be the reason? Why would we deserve someone to be that kind to us? Yeah. Why would we deserve someone to be that loving to us? I know that like until I did that work for myself. You know, David came in and he's like the text messages that are this long, responding super fast and like, you know, no games, none of the stuff that I normally have to do. And I'm like, why am I trying to resist this? Mm. Yeah. Like, like all of the behaviors and all the shit I went through and all the trauma and all the games. And then this person who's giving everything I've asked for, I said, you know what, even if this is too good to be true, I've given people who haven't given me half of this more attention. Yeah. So give it, give it. So here we go. Let me just yeah. open up because if it is too good to be true, let me learn my lesson. Yeah. Mm. It didn't mean that I wasn't worthy, but let me just soak this in. This is nice. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, like because I didn't have anything to lose and because I wasn't in a place where I had any expectations because I said, you know what? At the end of the day, if this isn't the person, let me enjoy myself being loved. Period. You know, does, does that mean that there's something like if it's not the one like why does that that why does that end up being the 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 marker for for some someone treating you well for a little while? Right. I'm not saying take advantage of someone if you're not interested in them. What I'm saying is is that we have this kind of idea that this like this socially ingrained mentality that limits us from being able to experience love in all its many facets. Yeah. Love can come through friendship. We talked about your friendship with Germany. You know, like that's an expansive friendship. We don't put enough emphasis on our girlfriend relationships and how important those are girl. i had the, the most girl gang ever when i lived in bali for a few months 
and it was it was so enriching i was like i don't need no fucking man like the heated place i was like i'm having so much fun with my girls like there was no like there was no feeling like there was anything missing because i had such an enriching experience with those people so being able to experience if someone is coming to you and you're attracted to them and you're open to it I'm not saying like, you know, go with some dude that you're like not into, but if that's the case and you have this, this be open, let yourself be open to it. Because if, even if it's not the person that's the one, they they can be a stepping stone towards it. Mm -hmm. You get to curate, like you said earlier, deeper, further what it is. The next thing I want to confront is time. So our fears around like whether or not they're the one and that kind of ingrained thing comes, I believe comes from the time issue. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're afraid that it's the time issue, if it's not the one we spent four months with this person finds out it's not the one, Oh my God, I wasted my time. No. Like you learn more about yourself. You got a, you had a great ass time for at least three months of it. Right. And, and you learn something about yourself. Right. Um, But I think a lot of us, those of us who do want families, um, not everybody wants families and that's okay. But, those of us who have these timelines of when we thought we would get married or when we thought we'd have this or whatever, um, if we open ourselves up from that. Now, I, I think that the family component is an important one, and we do mention this, especially for those who identify as women or those who have children or those who menstruate, whatever, um, all open open all those doors. Um, for people who want families and, that, and feel that time, like that body clock mm-hmm. ticking, um, I'll say this. You know, whether or not you're supposed to create a life uh, from a loving relationship um, is is a, a, a very interesting uh, concept of the way we think of our humanity. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, we think of it as a, uh, a right. You know, it's a right to have a child or whatever. I have recently adopted the idea that a soul, when a soul wants to come in, a soul is going to come in. And when a soul decides they want two people and parents or whatever, you know, like I have some friends who've um, you know, made children with people that they were with for a day, mm. <laughs> you know, or like with, you know, for a marriage that didn't work out or whatever, that soul was supposed to come in during that time. That's mm. my belief. Yeah. And so you know, whatever capacity that looks like I have friends who struggle with infertility for years and years and years and years. And finally, when they got to a space where they were like, okay, we're not going to have any kids. Either they had, they ended up having a life that they actually really wanted without the pressure of all those things, or they, they gave up the expectation and then boop, there it happened. Like, the soul came in. <laughs> The soul wiggle right up in there. But we sometimes allow society as this, you know, the the mother ideal or whatever to to dictate our our youth, um, our worthiness, our ability to have value if we can have children or not. Mm -hmm. And that is not our only purpose to serve. Just because we have a uterus doesn't mean we need to use it. And that's on period. If that is something that's your fear, like I'm afraid I'm not going to have a family, I'm afraid I'm not going to have kids. I understand that and I validate that. I, I know that's a hard one to reconcile. Um, if it gives you any hope, I'm 37. I just had my first child, my first and only. And um, my doctors have told me most of my life I wouldn't be able to have kids. Wow. So I have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, the whole bit, the whole gamut. Um, I almost died on the table when I had the baby. <laughs> uh, it was a very traumatic experience. And But she was here. And she came in and she came in quick. And, and she was meant to be here because she chose us as parents and everything happened super fast. So you just don't know how fast things can change. Yeah. Right? You just don't know what's ahead of you or what's meant for you. And if you can allow yourself to stop living your life based on scarcity and fear, you can just live your damn life. And that's Have what that's it. Time because I, I love my, my, my baby. She's five months old. She's amazing. And the way that she came into the world, I'll tell you that story later if we have time, um, was, was so amazing. But... I, I remember after 
getting pregnant and us like, you know, having this like home life and getting our home together or whatever, being like, oh man, I can't just up and travel when I feel like it now. Right. Oh mm-hmm. man, I can't just up and do this anymore. Oh man, once I'm responsible for this, like this is the deal. Like this is life forever. Can't get rid of it. Um, nope. And <laughs> don't want to, but like it's, it's, it's a different, it's an adjustment. It's a huge change. And so recognizing that and honoring that by being able to, to be present with my life currently and not letting my fears of the future take away from the wonderful like life I could be creating now. Yes, that's important. We've been talking about that. We have just yeah. being present, living in the moment, like understanding that time is really not a thing, you know, that we just have yeah. to live here, embrace what's going on, express gratitude and reverence for these times because we get so wrapped up living in the present, thinking living about who, the, I mean, the, the not living in the present child, be here. Yeah. We be living in the future. <laughs> yeah, We be living in a future that we totally like say, fuck this experience. We totally negate the current experience. And really the current experience is what we prayed, what we manifested, what we wished, what we hoped we would be. You know, it just right. ta- it just robs of, of robs us of our joy. It does. How many times have you looked back in your life and been like, "Man, I prayed for this." Yeah. Like I prayed for where I am right now. Yeah, we like, pray like to be sitting so on this many, floor. We, we we take it for granted, and, and we don't we, do it enough. We don't do it enough, yeah. honestly. Because every day it's like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. This is what we need to be working towards. Instead of being like, wow, there's, there's, I think there's space for it all, right? There's space to dream and manifest and think about what is coming towards you. And there's also space to be like, this is amazing right here. Like we work so hard to get here and enjoy this current moment. And even if it's in a moment. Yeah, go ahead. ahead, Sorry. I was just gonna say quickly, um, even if it's a moment that's not enjoy, <laughs> even if some if it's a moment that's not necessarily enjoyable, like the present, it's like this will pass. Mm-hmm. I I'm here now for a reason, and just accepting it. Yeah, yeah. But what and were that's you? That's a really hard thing to do. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say if you if you ever remember that you at any point looked back and said I prayed for this, then recognize that at some point in your future, the thing that you prayed for will come. Mm. So there's there's hope for that. Like if you recognize that at any moment in your present life that you said, I prayed for this five years ago, two years mm. ago, Mm-mm-mm. four weeks ago, then at some point in your future, the thing that you're praying for now will come. That was a word. That needs to be put up on underneath this sign. Put it under yours, okay? <laughs> Instead of with lovely Aaliyah, put that at some point. If you ever prayed about it and it came, then you're going to get it in the future. Put it there. <laughs> put it there, okay? Smaller font. Damn. Please, uh, please write it out so I can put it on my Instagram. Please. I was like quoting myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh no, no, no. Uh, uh, we can't. We lost your bid. It's still there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. That was so good. That was. Ooh, that was really rocking my brain. Aaliyah, you really have, um, I'm sure, expanded the minds of our listeners and us, Jeremy and I, because yeah. um you your story that you shared the tools that you shared uh, can you let our listeners know more about your manifest them course because that's yeah. a gym that we don't want them to miss please uh well it is called manifestthem.com mm-hmm. uh and it is a, a coursework a, a self-study coursework that you can take at any time um that i believe is amazing i me and sharin eskandani uh developed it together and we talked about so many different ways of manifesting that also include 
uh, people of colors experience. Because mm -hmm. I think sometimes when we think about manifestation, there are added layers that we have to go through as far as being able to think about what we can access mm -hmm. versus based on our environment, what it is that we see happening versus what it is that we don't. So I think that's a very important part of it. And, and we worked really hard to make it super inclusive. She covers very much the mindset aspect of things. I cover very much the, the energy aspect of things. Um, and we talk very much about at least I do. I talk about energy like it's like my job. Um, but when we think about, like I said earlier, when we when you sit down on a date and you know when someone wants to have sex with you and like how you feel about that, energy is so, so much a, a part of the way we attract people and the way we have polarity with someone and attraction mm -hmm. and magnetism. And so if we're not aware of our polarities and we're not aware of the way in which we are, are able to operate through those like magnets, then we're not using maybe our most powerful uh, aspect of attraction mm. and so it's, it's a really really interesting thing I noticed like for myself I'm a very masculine woman um, and I say that not in a like manly woman I say masculine in the outward directed energy sense mm. um, very much like go A to B efficiency like think New Yorker right <laughs> um, outward directed energy would be New York inward directed energy would be Paris okay so you instantly kind of get an idea yeah. of how the cities go See she's new yorker i'm new york i need to giving, i need to get to paris you're new york i'm very paris <laughs> very parisian <laughs> darling got a little hat on when, a little... We're, when we're energetically in that like super efficiency mode we don't allow to to you know take pictures along the way and enjoy our journey process and while we're in that space it's very important uh as i think if we're trying to attract the opposite energy um, to, to be able to polarize and magnetize each other. We talk a lot about that, how to do that. Beautiful. Let me take my phone out and start taking some pictures of the scenery. Stop it. <laughs> this one, this one, this one. Aaliyah, you know, I personally want to say, like Brittany said, thank you so much for expanding our awareness and for sharing your love story and living it out loud. It just gives people hope right we love to hear a love story and the more we share these stories that seem so unconventional and uncanny it's like it makes it possible it brings the impossible possible it makes it seem very tangible so we love hearing stories about love and healthy love and just understanding that it's out there it's attainable it's for us all we all deserve it yes. a healthy loving relationship is our birthright and i'm just so grateful to have this conversation with you today same this well, is amazing thank you so much yes. thank, thank you. you um i if i can quickly tell yes. you the story about my daughter yes the space Please is do. yours. I want to offer this. I, this is the reason why I want to offer this is because for people who are having that timeline restriction, um, this was very powerful for me, and it felt like a kind of a miracle. I Give it to who us. Was told I could never have kids, um, so I never let myself think or hope about it. And I knew that the later in life that I got, the harder it would be for me to have it. Um, when I met David, I had known that I had this past life with him in Egypt. Okay. Mm. Now some people don't be living past lives and that's fine. But I had this, this very specific life where I knew that me and him had been in Cairo together. Okay. Mm. So when we had our first scare, quote unquote, three weeks into our relationship, um, when we found out I wasn't pregnant, I, I was a little bit disappointed. It was the first time I'd ever even tried or even like had anything like that happen. And so he says, well, you know, what would you name it? Like, what have you ever thought about baby names? And I was like, no, I never let myself think about it because I thought I, I just don't want to be that person that gets so caught up in not being able to have kids and make myself miserable. And so anyway, he's like, I would love to name my child Cairo. And that for me was like a weird like ding, 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 ding. Um, and I, so I ended up having to tell him this story, you know, like I don't want to let, let out all my crazy yet, but <laughs> 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 
in here. So that was very meaningful to me. So a few weeks later, uh, we were talking about one of my friends who was having a lot of infertility issues and stuff. And he was like, well, I know that you have problems with this and this. Do you think we should try? We were six weeks in our relationship. We just knew like, this is, this is the deal. This is us. Like we're going to be together. Um, and I said, you know, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just looking for a sign. And within that 30 seconds, um, I was scrolling on Instagram already and I came across Tia Mowry's profile. Mm. Um, you know, Tia Mowry, sister, sister. Of yeah. course. And we so know I, them. We sister know Tamara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I clicked on her profile, randomly scrolled through something, don't know why, clicked on a picture. And in the picture, it's her and her son and her husband. And underneath it, she was like, TBT to our five-year anniversary renewal. We like to renew our vows every five years. But our 10th year anniversary, we didn't because I was way pregnant with Cairo. Yeah. yeah. Her son's name is it's Cairo. Cairo. I you had were like, no idea. No yeah. idea. Like had no cross with any of that. Okay. So I was like, oh my God. And he said, that's a sign. You got to listen to that. You got to know that. And you whatever. And I said, okay, before we get all into this, I just met you. Um, right. <laughs> um, I said, I just don't want to get my hopes up. I said, if, if it's meant to be, we'll get pregnant and we'll try one time. And if we get pregnant, like we'll know that it was meant to happen. If we don't, I don't want to hear about it for a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want to even like set myself up for that, you know, disappointment. And we got pregnant. Wow. My doctors looked at it and they're like, okay, you got this fiber. One fiber was as big as her head. Ooh. Um, there was, there was all kinds of issues and, and complications with the pregnancy. I had a very high rate of Down syndrome and high rates of this. And I had preeclampsia. I had gestational diabetes. I had all the stuff. And I even had this this birth that was like crazy traumatic. I postpartum hemorrhage on the table, C-section, the whole bit. Oh she came out perfect. Girl. Her, nothing wrong. Nothing. Like just absolutely perfect. The best little nugget ever. Uh-huh. And obviously I've healed and I've gone through some stuff with that too. Shit. But it was like, it. And if you were talking to someone who didn't think they were going to get married, didn't think they were going to have kids, didn't think that they were ever going to have a, a home, be able to buy a house. We didn't touch that. Like I bought my <laughs> house. Wow. I had all this other stuff happen within a year span of time. Oof. You have no idea how fast things can change. Yes. Okay. When you open yourself up to that healing and that vulnerability and love and open what you can have. Like to be, to be hopeful is to be vulnerable. Mm. And if you allow yourself to access that energy, you have no idea how fast things can change and the miracles that can happen. That's what I That's believe in. I miracles. Wow. We believe we in miracles. We have to open like our spiritual shit, thelovelyaliyah.com. Yes. Oh <laughs> tell, tell, them. Tell, them, tell them one more time because I was praising <laughs> over that. Um, you can go to my podcast called Spiritual Shit. It's on all major platforms. And then you can find me at thelovelyaliyah.com. Um, you can hang out with me on patreon.com slash thelovelyaliyah to be a part of our workshops and hang out with me. Or we can go to Instagram at thelovelyaliyah. Beautiful. Aaliyah. Girl. Oh gosh! Again, thank you so 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 much for Pat, for being here with us. We love this thank conversation. You. We love the work that you're doing, yes. and we we just appreciate you. Yes, girl. Oh Lord, child was good.
Thank you.